biggest problem that I see in businesses is that person that started the company was very good at implementing and getting it going, but they're not really that great at managing. And then they start micromanaging their people. People are afraid to make decisions. Decisions come slow. You can't be reactive. You have to be proactive. Hey, welcome back to the show. And today I'm so excited because I love working. I love talking with veterans. I love talking to business owners who have been there, done that and served our country. Chuck, will you please tell us who you are and whose problems do you like to solve with your business? Uh, well, so like I said, my name is Chuck LeBeau. I'm with a company called Interact One. Uh, really, we like, we like solving real problems, complex problems for business owners. So we like to specialize with, with the smaller business owners because there's really not a whole lot of, of consultancies out there that, that help them out, right? Uh, right, so right. back a few years ago, uh, we started, we kind of got away from the fortune, uh, 500 type companies and state agencies and helping them and started focusing our attention on solving problems for small business owners. Okay. Now how small, like what, what size are we talking about? We're talking you startup know, launch or are you talking like five, 10 million? Listen. So, yeah. So when I, when I talk small business, it's normally a million to, you know, 15 million annualized revenue. Gotcha. Right. Now, gotcha. now I'm not saying that I won't help the very small business owner, but right. we typically right. do that for free, right? We're not gonna we're not yeah. gonna charge them because their problems are pretty simplistic in nature. Generally, they are. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, so you come in and and what gives you the experience to know how to do this? How do you know how to solve their problems? Well, so you know, just a lot of a lot of time doing it, right? So you know, I started. Uh, in business, what, 40 years ago, uh, uh, as a, well, in, in the military first, and then uh, made yeah. my way through the Signal Corps, right? I was in, in the Signal Corps. And cool. uh, after I got out with that, I got a job with the phone company. And I learned early on that, that I kind of had a knack for solving problems, right? So, so an, right. an analogy I like to use is just because the light bulb is out, like on a warning bulb, right? Hey, the, the right. warning lights or this light's not showing, the power light's not showing. That doesn't mean the board's bad. The light right. bulb can simply be out, right? So solving problems. Right. So um, as I started doing that in my career and, and I started with ITT WorldCom, right? And remember ITT, they're very, yeah. they're very, they're very big on technical education at the time. So they right. sent me to technical schools, schools for like the first three years. I learned everything there was to be about you know, digital signaling, analog theory, radios, right. microwave, digital switching systems, the whole thing. <clears throat> but then after doing that for about five years, I got into the management side and gotcha. really started digging into analytics and uh, cost, uh, cost optimizations, cost avoidance, right. contract negotiations, things like that. Uh, awesome. and, and then... After doing that for a multitude of years, uh, I started my own company doing that uh, as a consultant. We just used to do the consulting for uh, telephone telephone companies and right. Fortune, you know, Fortune one hundred type clients. Uh, so that's kind of where it comes right from. And doing what I do now, I've been doing that for ten plus or twenty years, also. Nice. 
Now you, you're you're you got twenty year segments going all over your life, man. You look like you're thirty five. I don't know how you're doing oh, this, you. but that's pretty that. impressive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I, hit the, I hit the big six zero next year. So woo, good for you. You look great. Yeah. All right, well, so you. sixty. So so you've spent the last twenty years. Um, you know, first twenty years of your career out out of the military doing telecom with a big telecom agency. Then you kind of dove into helping solve problems for bigger companies, and then as you started working with bigger companies, you realized, you know what? A lot of these things that are that I'm dealing with on the bigger scale are also, you know, very similar to the problems faced down on these lower end, you know, smaller size companies. So yeah. what what made you decide? I don't want to work with these big ones who are paying top dollar to going, you know what? I just want to help these guys that are in this stage. I like that. What, what do you like more about that? Uh, well, so really what the catalyst was is that I I'd saved a state agency. Uh, so state government, I went in and, and audited all of their telecom bills where they had been overbilled uh, over the course of three years. Wow. And I got them back several millions of dollars. And then Crazy. I renegotiated their contracts and saved them several millions of dollars over the next three years. And I realized that it really had no effect on anyone, right? The, the, <laughs> it's tax money. It's still going right. to get spent. It's not like they're right. going to write everyone in the state a check. And I started right. thinking to myself, what I do could more impact a small business. If I can go into a small business and I can let's say that they're at you know they're 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 a ten million dollar company, and let's say that they're running a, just for simple math a, a you know a twenty percent gross margin, right? Right. So they're they're right. making two million dollars profit, right? Two million dollars profit right. in a year. Um, if I can knock a million dollars off their bottom line costs. Right. That right. that enacts a million dollars worth of revenue. Or that's the same as doing you know, what, $2 million in revenue or whatever. It's a game I, I, changer. I lost, I yeah, it's a game changer. Yeah. So anyway, so it's just more impactful. And then also, you know, community's big to me, even though we're not, I don't consider myself a local company because, you know, here in Rockwall, Texas, right. it's not like I've got a ton of clients in Rockwall, but I yeah. do like dealing with local businesses, right? So one example I that I have is, is is we've got a company that's based out of Florida, and uh, it's it's an interesting story. They, I was actually interviewing them for a client of mine. So a client of mine yeah. was going to hire this company, and I was going to do the uh, the interview to make sure that you know vetting them, making sure they're a good company. Right. And went through the right. whole process, and then a couple months later, the owner of that company called me, right, and she right. held up a little sticky note, and the sticky note said, "Hire Chuck." And it had a date on it. And it was the date that we'd had our phone call. And she said, I wrote this down and I put a sticky note on my desk. And I knew that at some point I was going to hire you to help us. <laughs> well, short, you know, long story short, they were doing about $14,000 a month in annualized revenue. Right. Small company. Right. Yeah, uh, very small company. And yeah, in less than a year, we have them to $140,000 in wow. uh, monthly revenue. Okay. Love it. And all it was. Now every, everybody was, listening is saying, okay, what did you do? <laughs> right. Listen, it was real simple. When they were positioning themselves as the market as being a virtual assistant company, yeah. when really they were a business process outsourcing company. So perception right. of right. the two, 
allow them to increase their rates. Uh, the other thing we looked at is they were going after very small companies uh, yeah. that, that were more headache than they're worth. And so yes. we said, listen, you're not going to go after an account that's less than $10,000 a month, right? right. Uh, we're going to get all of your people certified in all of the softwares that you use so that you can profess yourself as being an expert. And right. just by doing, right. and then we made some operational changes, put some systems in place, built some SOPs for them. And now they're right. rocking and rolling. I love it. I love it. Now, now a lot of people, you know, a lot of people struggle to get past that $1 million mark, which you just helped them do. There's another barrier though, that, that there's something that like, I see a lot of one to $3 million companies really struggle to get to five to 10. You know what I mean? It, they kind of get stuck in their, in their own bubble somehow. I know you've seen this as well. How do you, yep. how do you help them see what's going on? Why are they stuck? At that, at that, you know, one to three million dollar mark, because there's a lot of people stuck there. Yeah, because they're control freaks, right? <laughs> the biggest problem that I see, the biggest problem that I see in businesses is that person that started the company, yeah, was very good at implementing and getting it going, but they're not really that great at managing. And then they start yeah. micromanaging their people. People are afraid to make decisions. Decisions come slow. You can't be reactive. You have to be proactive. Right, right. So. You know, listen, if you've got a company, you're struggling to get there and you've got the people to do it. Right. Because if you've got people at a million. Right. You've got enough. You've got the people to take you to five million. But right. you have to let right. them do their job. Quit yeah. micromanaging. And if you need expertise, listen, there's right. a lot of great fractional C-level people out there. Hire you a C-level CMO. Hire you a C-level yeah. you know, CEO if you need to and back off. Right. Yep, yep, get the expertise yep, yep. and it'll, yeah, it'll get you over the, over the hurdle. I want to thank you so much for listening to this episode, but I also want to take just a few seconds to let you know about a project that we've been putting together for the last several months. And we're finally launching it called the captain's council. You see, as a CEO or operator of a business, it can feel like you get stuck in your own head a lot of the time. You get challenges that you don't know how to resolve. You get people causing problems in your leadership team that you don't know how to resolve. And it's so hard to overcome those things by yourself. You don't have to anymore. Join the Captain's Council. Captain's Council is a group of other CEOs and operators and owners of businesses where we come together once a month for several hours to discuss the biggest challenges you're facing. You express to the council of eight to 10 people about what's going on. Where do you feel stuck? And these other people are in the same boat as you. They're running and operating their own businesses. They're your peers. They help you kind of dissect what's happening and help you see things that you may not have seen all by yourself. If you don't have a good, strong network of people around you, come join the Captain's Council. This is gonna be something that will change the way you run your business and open your eyes to opportunities that you have never seen without the help of your peer group. Come check it out, captainscouncil.com. I, I really appreciate you saying that because I know that that is, is such a common hurdle. And, and, and a lot of people are happy with $2 million a year if they're making you know, even a few hundred thousand and, and take home. That's great for you, yay. But wouldn't it be better if you could be something a little bit more and just get over yourself and hire the right people, plug the right people in, 
and build your processes and go. Right? That's it. That's it. It's it, it's pretty simple. It's just our egos won't let us do it. We've got to be in control Dang. of everything. I hate those egos. Man, they get you know, every right? time. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So you yourself, you have grown and scaled a business with hundreds of employees, millions of dollars yep. of revenue. And yep. here you are now approaching that 60 mark and you're scaled down. Talk to us about <sighs> the differences in running a business that's big, one that's smaller, what, you know, help, help those listening understand where do they want to fit? Where are, where should their trajectory be in growth? And what is your exit strategy along the way there? So, so listen, so it's, it's all about what your personal preference is. Are you building a business yeah. that you're going to, that you want to continue on after you're gone? Right. Yeah. Or are you just building a business that's basically your job, right? You're creating right. a job for yourself, which a lot of people, that's all they're doing is creating a job for themselves or they're creating a business yes. that they can sell. Right. Yeah. So from yes. my own personal experience, I had spent so many years in corporate America, 20, 20 years, and then right. I'd been doing my own business for uh, 10 years at the time when I grew and I had 286 employees. Right. And I just right. decided right. this, the, the headache's not worth it. Right. No. And, and to be quite honest, I make more money now with less than personally than I did yeah. before. Right. You got right. a lot of right. mouth to feed, right? So, uh, so, so I would say d determine what your goal is, right? What's your goal? And then from your goal, develop your exit strategy. Cause you're, yep. you know, if you, if you build a business up, it, listen, it, it depends on the type of business. If you're building a, a, a services industry, some of them are sellable, right. but a lot of it's related back to your clients and you lose the time. Right. For you and I as consultants, we're only as good as us, right? Yeah. What are you going to sell yeah. unless, you, unless you hire yourself out as a consultant yeah. to your own company? Right. Right. But right. You own a, 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 a job hardware store or something like that, a body shop, figure out what your exit strategy is and, yeah. and build it. Yeah. So, so, so this my, brings up a really, yeah, no, go ahead. Oh, I just say my, my I have no exit strategy. I'm going to do this till I die. My exit <laughs> I is love death. It. That's a good exit. That's a good exit. <laughs> yeah, uh, right. And it's one that will surely come. Yeah, yeah, yeah. nobody gets out of that one but no. let's let's talk about the people you're helping with though because you brought up some really great points in there um i really feel like most people only think about the launch they don't think about what they what it's going to take to scale and they never think about why they're doing it what is the exit why are they building this thing and to your point a lot of people are doing it just because they want to create their own job Right. But do yeah. you want to create a job or do you want to create something that you can exit from? Tell us about that, because I know that even though your exit is to die on the job doing your consulting. You and I both know that most people don't even have that planned out. You know what I mean? No. How, how do we help no. people with it, that? Well, like I said, most business owners don't even really think about it. They just think that I'm going to create a business. I mean, well, yep. you, you've got you've got. Serial entrepreneurs that build a business, they sell the business. They build the business, they sell, you know, and so that's a different type of breed, right? Right. So right. a regular, a regular Joe business owner that maybe becomes a roofer. He becomes a roofing right. company. Right. Okay. The, I love roofers. I have a lot of clients that are roofing companies. Right. And they're 
they typically don't have an exit strategy. They end up, uh, longevity puts them out of business normally. Right. They get too old, right? Or they, they end up losing all of their people because, you know, every roofing, every salesperson that sells roofs wants yep. to open up their own roofing company. So yes, you're building true. your own competition. The more you true. grow, the more competition you build. Um, so really determining, like I said, determining what, what you really want it to be, right? So, yeah. so an example, the, the, the one company I was talking about, the 14,000 to 140,000, all right? right? The owner of the company, uh, her name's Thais, right? She was, she, she is literally a living Dora the Explorer. She was, she was born in Brazil and was raised Love in it. a hut with a, with a, with a dirt floor, okay? And so I, she's like Dora the Explorer. Uh, but anyway, so she was raised by missionaries. And her goal, yeah. her whole goal of her company is to build something that that exp- extends way past her lifetime, right? All of the people that she hires, she pays very well. She's very big into, uh, you know, giving back to the communities, right? right. So she has employees all over the globe. And in yeah. each one of the communities where those people work, she helps those communities. And what she, right. her whole mission, her mission statement is to make make lives better. Love it. So, so her mission statement has nothing to do with the business she's in. Her mission right. statement has to do with what she wants her company to be, making right. lives better. Right? So think of, think of how well, unique that is. Yeah, yeah. Right. Well, and 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 you know, you you being who you are, you know, being a military guy, mission is everything, right? Like you don't go drop someone behind enemy lines without a mission. What are you going to achieve here, right? And, yeah. and I think that Listen, what you just described in her mission is that she wants to help these people. Yeah, yeah. She wants to help as many people as she can, and she wants it to continue going. It'll become an employee-owned company when she right. when she backs out of it. It's going to be employee-owned. So that's cool. That's very cool. Yeah. Uh, and it builds a lot of good culture doing that as well. Her culture is very good. She's and uh, her, her people love her. Right. I mean, just all of her employees, just, I mean, she got 72 it, between 72 and 76. I don't know. Uh, employees right now. Love it. So, love it. Yeah. All right. So, so as, as we just talked about, like, like mission is, so critical understanding where you're going i'm going to this is you know what you just described is someone who is is very clear on their mission in her case she wants to help build an organization where she's building an equity vehicle for all these people that she's hiring to somehow build and create a a revenue model that that'll get them all where they want to go you know for other people there's other reasons why they want to exit. There's other things that happen in life that they're just like, you know what? I just want to build and sell every three years. That's my model. Yeah. And that's Ooh. okay as long as you know that's your model, right? Yeah. So how do you help people understand what their model is? So on that, so that's the first, I guess would be the first step in a business if we're doing an engagement where we're looking at, at helping at, at the very beginning, right? So what is, right. what is your mission? Right. What is, where is it you want to take? What is the vision of your company? Right. Not your vision statement. What is the vision? Right. right? right. Where do you want to go? 
what what is your actual mission for you personally your goal right. to where you want to get right uh so a lot of a lot of businesses they don't know that early on hell think about this i didn't know when i first started my business where i wanted to take it right sure. i knew that that sure. i had a consultancy and i knew that i could only have so had so many hours that i could do and if i wanted to make more money than my consultancy could bring in i had to have something else that's why we diversified and started the local pr firm right so the questions that i'm going to ask to that business owner is listen are you wanting this to be a company or do you want it right. to be a job right right first question that you got to answer is this going to be a company or is this going to be a job right totally how long do you want to be in that company right and then we got to identify do they have anything worth selling right so yeah. right now day 1 you don't have anything worth selling but what does it look like in 10 years and in 10 right. years, do you have anything worth selling? Because totally. if, if all you, you know, if, if, if all you are, if you don't have a recurring customer base, if everything is yeah. just sold yeah. one off here and there, yeah. you have no company to sell. You got nothing right? to sell. Yeah. 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 But you know, so like a, like an HVAC company. So we have uh, several HVAC companies that we work with and they're like, Oh, my business is worth, you know, $10 million, you know, three, you know, three X revenue, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, listen, you're only as good as your sales last month because you don't have right. any recurring revenue. So what we started right. working with them is a plan putting together recurring revenue, like, you know, doing you know, seasonal inspections, services, yep. signing people up for that, putting a plan in place. They wouldn't, they wouldn't even know. Um, no idea. You know, no idea how to do yeah, that. Did you, yeah. When did you put in this air conditioner for them? Oh, I don't know. Well, listen, you need to have a sales funnel that says, Hey, in, in a year, we need to do a service on it. And in three years, we need to do a bigger service on it. And in 10 years, we need to replace totally. it. Right. 100%. I, I worked, I worked with a jewelry company. I, I don't like doing retail. I worked with a jewelry company and they've been in business for 15 years and right. they did, were not sending, they weren't sending out emails on anniversaries. You know, people come in and buy a wedding ring. Crazy. But they weren't sending them a year later because they know Crazy. what's that husband going to do? It's my one year anniversary. Right. I need to go buy some more jewelry. But they weren't doing that. Five year anniversaries, one year anniversaries, birthdays. That's so, nuts. Nuts. Yeah. So, so it's well, about positioning. So, yeah, it's about positioning, right? It's about positioning. Yeah. Recurring revenue, it's about positioning your exit, it's about understanding why you're creating your business. And you know, I think that far too many business owners out there, they really struggle to understand where am I taking this? What am I, when do I want to get out of it? And how will I get out of it? And to your point, a lot of small business owners, they assume that because revenue was great last year, they've got themselves a huge exit. But what have you built? What are you doing recurring? What is keeping your installers busy? on the months when yeah. you don't have a new project to work on, right? And exactly. So I'm gonna go back to another analogy now. And I use this all the time. And it's owning yeah. a business is like being a farmer. Okay. So if you're gonna start a business, it's like starting a farm. You've got to make sure that you have the right property, the right, the right, right. soil. You gotta make sure that it's fertilized well, has the right nutrients in it. You gotta make sure you have the right seeds to plant on your farm. Right. You gotta make sure right. that you're constantly keeping it up kept by pulling the weeds out of it. And then at some point in time, you're going to harvest it, which is your yield. That's what you're getting back. Now right. you have to decide, do you wanna buy more land and keep going? 
or do you just want to keep your little bitty plot? Totally. Right? You want to keep your little bitty plot, which is a job that's going to feed your family, or do you want to keep buying acreage and repeat the process that you've taught yourself totally. and get to where you can now even sell more? And then you can totally. sell that because it's a prosperous farm. Being a business Amen. owner is not being a hunter. You're not a hunter. You're a farmer. Right, right. A hunter is a salesman and a business owner right. is a farmer. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I love it. That's right. Well, Chuck, I love this conversation. I know that everybody listening out there, this is going to add a ton of value in the way they think about their business. Because I promise you, and you know this as well as I do, most business founders who start build a startup, they don't think much beyond what the startup is. They don't think beyond once I've launched, what do I do now? And what you do, what I do, we help people figure out that, hey, congrats on the launch. Now let's make a business that will get you somewhere and that will give you an exit. They will give you the, the solution. Whatever the end goal is you want, you got to design for it now because everyone's so focused on launch, they don't think about what to, what, what to do after that. So closing right. thoughts on that. And then let's let's wrap this up. Well, I just think that, you know, we'll go self-serving here for a moment. As a business owner, right, unless you just had years and years and years experience in doing something and then you opened a business doing the same thing, right? Uh, it's a lot of trial and error. And, you know, whether you hire a company like mine or a company like yours, Todd, to, to help you get right. over that challenge, uh, right. do something, find someone, right. find, find a seasoned professional that can help you with that to Love position that. you. Cause it's all about strategy. And if you don't have the strategy in place, you're never going to get to where you want to go. I love it. Thank you for saying that. And honestly, for those listening, this comes in the form of either a consultant who's actively helping you with your business, running certain parts of it for you potentially, but it also could come in the form of peer advisory networks, people who can help be with you who are currently running businesses, maybe similar to yours, maybe completely different. Either way, Chuck and I both know that CEOs are CEOs. And when you think about running your business, there are so many similarities across multiple different places. When you talk to other CEOs, other peers, they do tend to give you great advice, sometimes the best advice on what your next yep. steps are. Highly recommend getting into some groups like that and, and talking to people like Chuck, getting those coaches in your life that are going to help mentor you through the, the growth pains. Chuck, thank you so much for your time today. Love the conversation. I know this is going to add a ton of value to those listening. Well, thanks. I appreciate it. It was a pleasure being with you and just getting to, to kind of chat in a, a very casual environment. I liked it. Darn straight. Darn straight. That's what people like. Well, thanks again, Chuck. We'll catch up with you later, everybody. We'll see you on the next episode. Hey, welcome back. And I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Chuck. He's a great guy. We had a great post-call conversation as well. And I know that he's willing to help anyone in that Texas area. Well, really anyone nationally who's stuck, who's feeling discouraged, who doesn't know where to go next. And I'm telling you right now, if you don't have a coach, you don't have a mentor, you need to get one. The other thing that we talked about near the end of the interview is if you don't have a peer network, if you don't have other people who are there just like you, trying to grow and scale, listening as an advisory board, you are cutting yourself short. There are so many business founders out there struggling to make decisions all by themselves and they feel alone, they feel nervous and scared. What if, I, what if this next decision kills my business? You're not alone. There are other people out there thinking the same things. 
They have the same needs. And I promise you right now, check out Captain's Council. Captainscouncil.com is the place to go. If you want to join a peer group full of, just imagine having an advisory board full of 10 other CEOs actively running and operating a business right now. The conversations are amazing. They are gold. They are filled with value. And I'm telling you right now, when you get into one of these groups, you find that gold, you find that value, and it helps take you to the next level. I'm telling you right now, this is a great place to be. Check out captainscouncil.com. It's the second stage of how I can help you through this show. The first stage is just being here. We appreciate you being here, but we love to engage with our, with our listeners and our guests. Thanks for being on here. We'll catch you in the next episode or at captainscouncil.com. We'll see you there.